All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, You guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Welcome to Saturday Morning Serial, the show that always talks about that culture we grew up with and Saturday mornings watching cartoons that if you watch anything these days, you know it grew up with us. But not only do we do that year round, we are big time into Halloween or as we call it here, uh, Frankenberry season. Am I correct? Frankenberry season. That's right. And it's, hey, it's me, Spooky Dan Grimshay, your your spooky host with a spooky goddamn most. Uh, I'm also talking with, well, you can probably guess, it's it's Marky. Marky, you got a scary name. Monster Mash Marky. Ah, Monster Mash Marky, everybody. Uh, All right, Jimmy, well, now uh, you're going to have to think of something on the spot for Jimmy the Gent. They call me Little Nubbins. Huh. All right. We're going to have to get legal to clear that, but that sounds good. They call me Medium Nubbins. (laughs) Now we're home free. All good. All right. Welcome, everybody. Yes, it is that time of year again. It is the Frankenberry Season Show 2021. Uh, And we are, you know, listeners of the show. Know that we get into this every year, mm-hmm. every year, and uh, and we always uh, Marky usually shows up uh, beginning of the season with his first with his first harvest, his first catch, uh-huh. his first kills from Target. Yeah, uh, but there's something special out there this year, isn't there, Marky? Yeah, well, for one thing, is that it's not exclusive to Target anymore. What I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's out in the Stop wild. Stop the yeah. press. Yeah, I saw it like at a smart, not, not a smart and final. Uh, what's the cheap the little Cheap Costco uh, food for less. Food for I saw I saw some at Food for Less, but not just not just your normal everyday old Frankenberry or Booberry or Count Chocula, but there is something very very special going on in the monster cereal lore this year. That's right. I'm so excited to tell you people about it. Well, well then uh, let's just wait on that for a minute while we uh, have a word from our sponsor. No, actually, I can't Hamilton even reason cereal. why you wouldn't just tell us. What is it, Marky? Well, they decided to put all these amazing flavors into one box, and they're calling it the Monster Mash. The Monster Mash cereal actually marketed yes. all three Is it a Saturday morning or... smash? It's a... <laughs> <laughs> it caught on in a flash. So uh, yeah, we now can. we're telling you what flavors are in there exactly. Uh, I think all of them. I, I think they got the Frankenberry Strawberry, the Blueberry Blueberry, mm, good the, stuff. the Count Chocolate Chocolate, yeah. and 
the yummy mummy fruity. What what is yummy mummy? Yummy mummy and is... and the yite stripe, not the yite stripes. The yeah, the yummy mummy yite stripes, which is fruity. And they did the uh, fruit, well, fruit, fruit fruit, who did I they, would imagine is fruity. Did they do uh, lemon lime fish man? They did not do. <laughs> <laughs> they did not do. They, they didn't do creature a from the black lagoon. Creature no. from the tangerine no, lagoon. They did not no, do that. The, no. It's an internet rumor. I, I know, no, but I. Well, and so I believe of the three of us here, only one of us has actually tried the Monster Mash cereal. Well, when I was in high school, we called it something different. <laughs> but, but you guys, you guys go ahead, get your cookie out. Let me tell you story. I was pointing at uh, Jimmy the <laughs> But Jimmy, have you had it? You can confirm there's like marshmallows. I of can all confirm of these. that I have not had it. Oh, I thought you had it already. The Monster Mash? No. Okay. I, I left when I left my house. I took note. We have uh, we have a quarter box of Count Chocula, uh-huh. and then at least a full bottle, of, a box of <laughs> bottle, bottle. That's, that's very at telling. least a full bottle in front of me, and uh, not count a, a quarter box of Count Chocula. But then we have Booberry, Frankenberry, and uh, Fruit Brew. Okay. And and is Full. your plan? Haven't even got to it yet. Haven't even got to. But you're eating all these separately as they were packaged, right? Individually. So you're not even going to try to make your to own monster get mash. Diabetes. <laughs> well, but there there is there is now literally it's a black box and it's got all of the monster cereal characters on it, and they're all in a band, and it's the monster mash and the cereal has all the flavors in it and it's like the biggest deal of all time. So all these monsters got together and combined their cereal. Is there some sort of story behind that? <laughs> so, yes. It turns out now. As much as I love General Mills and all the monsters, let me see if I can't park my Segway in here real quick. <laughs> there he fits right in, like the, a glove. Uh, yeah. But the, uh, the the fact is, they're they're around to make money. Uh-huh. So I, I have a feeling deep down, even though this works on so many levels, really it's a marketing thing. Yeah. To help it along as a marketing thing, you can go online yourself right now if you want. I can't tell you what to do. Yeah. If you're driving, please don't. I would discourage it. At the time of this recording. If you're jogging, please stop, sit down, etc. Uh but but if you go online to Monsters Cereal Mash or Monster no, Mash it's, Cereal, it's Monster Mash Cereal.com, you'll probably get there. It's Monster Mash Cereal.com. Monster Mash Cereal.com. Uh-huh. Monster Mash Cereal.com. Go yourself. We won't insult your intelligence and, and do it for you. Uh-huh. But you will find uh, some old friends of the show. Uh, absolutely. Augenblick oh. Studios. Aaron Augenblick. Uh, mm-hmm. Also working with uh, a number of people, I imagine. Mm-hmm. But among them would be an artist named Johnny uh, Sampson, yeah, who Jimmy and I got to sit down and talk with. They did all the animation. For this, for General Mills, they've got a little uh, three or four minute long, you know, all like a like a parody satire. It's uh, like a behind the music, fun, behind the music yeah. style thing, explaining how they managed to get all the monsters back together and in one but, box. But Dan, if I may, I think Augenblick Studios did the animation, and our friend Johnny Sampson did the stills that were in the cartoon. 
It it sounds like you're trying to paint my poor friend Johnny as a lazy animator. Not at all. Not at all. I just wanted <laughs> uh, to get the credits right. But but yes, it is boys true. General Mills. They they said, who are we going to get? Who is the best in the goddamn yeah, yeah. business? Who has who, who is who can we trust with these beloved sixty year old IPs? And who has the who has the edge to do it? And who's got the edge to keep the kids tuning yeah, in? Yeah, man, because this who is like there the is cereal. This is the. Uh, I mean, I, I've been. I go way back with this cereal. As everybody here knows, but here we th- go. this oh, is yeah. the best—the best that these characters have ever looked—and it's because of this guy, Samson. Uh, it's uh, what, Samson, and again, a whole team of people we didn't yeah. get to talk to, but head by uh, also our friend Aaron Ogdenblick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so great to talk to them again. And you've seen but, Ogden Blick. He's been a part of um, Netflix uh, shows. He's been a part of Adult Swim. He's got his own very productive studio. Yep. This he, guy's he got chops. Wonder shows in back in the day. Mm-hmm. Cult hit smash. People still talk about it. Uh, you might even remember him from uh, a little show called Saturday Morning Serial. <laughs> That's right. We talked you might about remember him some, from yeah. some streets of the hits as uh, Making the Monster Mash. And also, if nothing else, you know him from that now, you liars. Uh, but, but, but beyond that, because he's got his finger so on the pulse, he knows to talk to us as well. Mm-hmm. Especially However, and I, I'm, now I'm done saying nice things because he did something that kind of pisses me off. Okay, get to it. <laughs> Now, again, long-time listeners know every year we like to uh, do a little uh, tongue-in-cheek tribute to our favorite cereal mascots. Mm -hmm. Uh, We always say that we've gone into the vault, uh, and I'm not trying to tell you there's no Santa Claus. Maybe all that's true. Don't overthink it. Just rip the curtain down, Dan. But Shatter the illusion. But every year we say, hey, what we're going to do, we're going to go do a little style of, uh, you know, hey, what if they originally did Goodfellas? You know, what if uh, what if they were the Warriors? Burn down you know? the theater yeah. of the mind. We, we do a little. Uh, we we staged a play as them one year. It's it's it's. I would almost call it a hallmark yes. of our uh, sure. Frank well, and Barry Monsterpiece show. Theater. Monsterpiece. Theater. It's at least an annuality. <laughs> yes. However, that is exactly how I would describe this. Uh, the mash, a monster miracle. As yes. this three-minute uh, web viral hit video is called, they this big powerhouse animation studio in New York is totally coming onto our side of the street here. Yeah, they kind of. How are we <laughs> supposed to talk to them, talk about their thing, and then follow it up? Well, it's only on the, our own stage. The best thing that we could possibly do. You keep your friends close. But your enemies closer. Ah, that's, that's right, Aaron. You, you hear that? And so we've asked them to join us on this very special occasion. We did. We did indeed. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I don't see. I mean, I'm sure if we put our minds to it, we could think of a good reason to delay it. But what the hell? Let's just listen to that. Oh, Jimmy, hand up in the back. Joe Sampson's website. Oh, <laughs> you're talking about Johnny Sampson and his or brother if Johnny. Got a, if you yeah, got, a, got a guy named Joe. Get it out there. But yes, Johnny Sampson, uh, you can see his website, johnnysampson.com. A very accomplished artist in his own right. Mm -hmm. This is not the only project he's worked on. uh, It is the most tasty. (laughs) He's he's impossible to argue that metric. He took over some of the art at Mad Magazine for... Yes, Yes, he's done a lot of, uh, uh, you know, the uh, the little folding covers. If you... If anyone out oh, there is old God, enough I to this. remember when Mad had its heyday, this was the, all the little features you're waiting for 
with every issue. Yeah. The one page little yes. joke things. And now he's doing those uh or oh, well, I don't know if he is currently doing them now. He's done I them. can't even promise you Mad is still in print print. <laughs> it <laughs> might be. Oh how else would you fold it? <laughs> Does yeah. it matter? It's yeah. exactly. I don't know how those would work if you're just getting it on your iPad. Uh, anyway, tune into our Mad we'll Magazine. Let's record episode. it both ways, and we'll just add it once. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough of this. We are getting off track. Uh, Ma- Magic Interview Machine, get us over to Aaron Augenblick and Johnny Samson. Samson. Dot com. I know Mark really wants us to talk about the monster cereal, which is good because it's pretty timely. So what is he's been he's been as if he drew him himself. He's been showing off your pictures of, of the of oh, the yeah. monsters, Johnny, and the monster mash cereal is here. What are you are you the guy who's actually drawing the art on these boxes now? Oh no, I don't do the box art. I was I was just involved with the uh, the mini documentary that Augenblick Studios produced, um, and I did a bunch of like still photographs of the monsters and various scenes of their uh, their career. Yeah. I just was, saw Johnny. Is it true you made a T-shirt though? I well, yes. I, it's I don't I, I've been checking <laughs> social media to see if it's out yet, but um, it's not. But yeah, General Mills contacted me to do yeah. A, a t-shirt, so I don't know if I can even, I mean, I can talk about it, right? I can talk about it. I mean, I think you can say that there's a shirt. Yeah, there's a shirt. wrong with that, but yeah, I just found out myself. I, they were like, hey, would you like a shirt? And I looked at it and I was like, is that an original Johnny Samson? (laughs) And I I was right. It is. (laughs) Did you get one? Not yet. Okay. I, and I'll tell you what, this cereal that I have right here, Mm -hmm. I bought this myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would love to be getting free boxes of Monster Mash cereal, and yet I had to go find it at the Acme. So, uh, no, I, I didn't get too many freebies on this one, but I did get the pleasure of getting to animate uh, the Monster cereals, which was a lifelong dream. Yeah, that that is awesome. The uh, it's I hope people aren't taking this wrong because I know they're just corporate mascots. But I really do feel like a piece of my childhood in there. Definitely. I don't know if that's yeah. brainwashing in effect, but it I don't feel bad about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's why this was such an exciting project for us. I mean, they came to us um, looking to do this uh, sort of reinvention, reimagining of the monster serials as if they were uh, almost uh, spinal tap. Uh, reuniting after many, many years and uh, getting together to record the Monster Mash song. Another another interesting uh, relic of, of childhood. But um, so when, you know, when they came to us, they're like, oh, we want to sort of you like give us the the, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, weird reality f- mockumentary treatment on uh, the monster serials. And I was like, I, we get to draw the real characters oh yeah yeah we wanted to be the because I'm, I'm so used to, i'm sure johnny is too i'm so used to parodying these things right. i spent most of my life <laughs> trying to draw them to look a lot like these characters but not so much that i get sued that i was like oh we get to draw like the actual characters this time i don't have to do the mad magazine treatment i can actually draw them so like they sent us like all the like real model sheets and all this stuff so uh yeah it was really exciting because i I like you dan it's like these these monster serials for whatever reason they they they're like meant a lot to me and they're in my genetic code 
<laughs> well, but does the opposite then become true? Like now you cannot color outside the lines at all because this is no. really General Mills. Like how much freedom do they give you? Do they say I, I, his, I his eyebrows can't do that? Or I think here's what you think, Johnny, but on the animation side, because just so you know, like the way it was broke down was, so we made this little mini faux documentary where you have interviews with the characters and, you know, archival clips and then also like photos of like, you know, behind the scenes. So, uh, our animation team here in Brooklyn focused on all the animated scenes, like the interviews and the uh, shot of them performing. Uh, and Johnny uh, concentrated on, and by concentrate, I mean drew all by himself. He concentrated <laughs> on all of behind the scene photos, which we wanted to look uh, like you were actually seeing a photograph uh, or like a paparazzi photo of a behind the scenes photograph of the monster. So they were treated with this beautiful uh, painterly approach by Johnny. But Johnny, I, I pass it to you to sort of talk about the details of that. Yeah, as far as staying on model, I just used all the model sheets that you guys provided me that you you, you drew yourselves and they were fantastic. And, um, and it's, it is funny because like when you draw Count Chocula, you kind of always have to draw him at three quarters view. Otherwise, he doesn't really look like him, you know, mm. so... For me, that was kind of like the, the challenge just to keep them, you know, looking like they're supposed to. Like Booberry, you never see him in profile, at least, you know, mm. not on the box or anything, mm. you know. Uh, but I never got any pushback as far as like, um, you know, oh, well, his, his his nose is curved this way or anything like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There was a and the, if you know it, by the way, it's it's is it monstermashserial.com? I believe that you can see all of this. I think it's monstermashserial.com. I recommend if anyone out there hasn't seen it yet, I'd love for you to see uh, this this short cartoon that that Johnny and 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 our team put together. Uh, we're really proud of it. I think it's super funny and it's an interesting take. But um, you know, I, I they let us do a lot of interesting things with this. Like for example, like the style of the monsters is actually a retro version of the monsters because there's been newer versions right. in recent years that are a little bit more photoshoppy, a little more modern. I, I, what era do you think is the, is the one we fixated on? Is it eighties or nineties, Johnny? I, I was going to say eighties. I mean, seventies, yeah. cause it looks like the original monsters on the boxes to me. Um, right. I never did like a side by side, but like, uh, yeah, I've got the, the 50th anniversary boxes. Seventies, eighties. Like yeah. Yeah, so that was really cool, you know, because, you know, there was there was points, you know, we, we also have a couple of cameos. We have a cameo from the Tricks Rabbit and we have a cameo uh, from Lucky Charms. Uh, Lucky Charms was one of the only ones that they wanted to modernize a little bit because uh, they're, they're I, th I feel like Lucky Charms is very a little bit the most identifiable. Um, so they had us modernize him a little bit in the animation, but generally they let us go full on like 70s, 80s retro style, which was really cool. Yeah, that's well, I don't think they've actually like uh, had an updated version of like Fruit Brute. And I could be wrong, but I, I think I, I there's like definitely a newer Count Chocula and a new there's definitely a newer Frankenberry. Yeah, we the, saw those for sure. Yeah, the top three for sure: Booberry, Frankenberry, yeah. and Count Chocula. Yeah. Did, sure. did General Mills choose the older style? Yeah, they came that, to us with that. Well, there was an agency, a commercial agency, that contacted us called Anomaly, uh, and they were very instrumental in the creative. Um, it's possible they chose it. I'm not sure. And then the only other, I would say, modern anachronism in the world of Monster Match was that they made Johnny 
put the uh, cinnamon toast. What are they called? What's the name uh, of those characters? Cinemojis. <laughs> if anybody's seen Cinnamon Toast Crunch, there's those CGI living cinnamon toasts that are pretty popular commercials right now. And apparently they're called Cinemojis. And if there's a shot that Johnny did, I believe, is it the yummy mummy being fanned on the beach? Yummy mummy is reclining on a lounge chair on the beach of Cabo. And uh, yeah, there's a table with the cinemojis who have no hands. They have little dots for feet, but um, they're they're, hold, they're holding a palm palm leaf fanning him as he's yeah. uh, relaxing. Right. So we did have to put like a a pretty popular General Mills mascot from uh, the, the 2021 in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, otherwise, how are you going to get the kids? <laughs> uh, and if you want to if, if you want to go deep dive cartooning. Uh, the tricky part of that, Johnny, I feel like you 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 could uh, uh, like uh, confirm that there's the cinemojis are actually the size of a cinnamon toast crunch. Right, right. So, <laughs> so yeah. imagine if somebody told you draw a picture of something that's a half an inch high <laughs> fanning a giant mummy on a beach. Very difficult. And what exactly. was the solution? <laughs> we put it on, put them on a table in the foreground, so they're. <laughs> <laughs> so they were close up. Yeah. That's Cause the before, magic. Yeah, because they wanted a wide shot of Yummy Mummy, but you know, I, like I was like, how are you gonna do that and show these little things? And and because originally he was sitting at a bar and I had him drinking, you know, cocktails and it looked, you know, he had like red eyes and stuff. I was, <laughs> <laughs> that, that one actually got canned, but um, yeah, we put him on the beach in Cabo instead. Yeah, but yeah, I thought that putting them in the foreground so you get to see them close up was a great solution. And that's that's Anna Magic. Yeah. I would love to see this outtake of uh of of Frankenberry getting drunk at a bar. Well, maybe maybe Johnny will accidentally email it to you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because were there any other cons? I don't condone it. Because any... I'm under NDA, but maybe would accidentally get sent. <laughs> oh, well, were get there any other concepts? General Mills gatekeepers. Uh, shut down. What else, Johnny? Was there anything else? I think that was the one with the most revisions. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, it was, we, we kind of had like the seven images. It, it, I think it was seven or six, and then it became eight or whatever. But like, yeah. you know, they, they had it very clear in their mind what they wanted. And uh, well, and that one was not too clear. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I could dig and figure out how many there were. But as far as the other ones, like, no, I don't think, I think yeah. kind of nailed like the mood of each one. Well, like the band photo, I think the first draft, tricky. Yummy Mummy was like, he had a lot more attitude. Like he was like, yeah, scowling like right. with hands on his hips or something. And they were like, oh, a little too much attitude. Well, I, I felt <laughs> like when you did, there's a shot that you'll see in the piece where it's like them on stage. It almost looks like the Hollywood Bowl or something. Yeah. It definitely felt like, Johnny, you were channeling uh, the Rolling Stones. For sure. There was definitely like a hip shank. Uh, Mick Jagger thing that you had <laughs> Count Chocula doing, which I loved. <laughs> yeah. Those uh, those are awesome. And I was going to say, well, it sounds like there was, they said, all right, draw them this way. But yeah. uh, I was going to say you you treat them with reverence. Oh, sure. absolutely. Like the temptation to parody must be strong. And obviously it is just by force of habit. But yeah. Oh, the whole thing was pretty tongue in cheek, though. So it was, I mean, for me, not too far from a parody, you know, because you're seeing these guys in kind of 
ridiculous situations where you know there you know there there's a fight on the street and clearly Count Chocolate said something to upset Frankenberry and, and you know they're all holding him yeah. back because he wants to punch him in the face you know I mean you're not going to see that on the commercial right I'm so. I'm curious if Johnny like you know since since you've done so much work with Mad Magazine if you if you feel the same way but for me I've always found it so much easier to make fun of and parody things that I really love than things mm-hmm. that I hate. Yeah, you know what sure. I mean? Because in a lot, because it's like I really do love the Monster Mash. So, so messing around with it, playing with it, making fun of it. Or we did the show Wonder Shows, in which was a, a pretty direct parody of Sesame Street. It was like sort of Sesame Street, like uh, on acid, and it was made by a bunch of people that just truly loved Sesame Street, you know. And we were making them these puppets do just atrocious, horrible things. I think in one episode <laughs> they cook and eat God, uh, but like you know, it, we couldn't have done it. So, we couldn't have parodied it so efficiently. Um, if we hadn't loved it so much, you know what I mean? So like for Johnny, I'm assuming like drawing the Monster Mash characters is probably a, a lot more fun to parody than it would be to, I don't know, some, some cartoon that, that you hate, you know, like Pokemon or something. I assume maybe you love Pokemon. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that maybe I don't like as much <laughs> that I really, you. really wouldn't want to have to draw. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think I agree with that. I was kind of run through my head. Like, would do I end up making... Like for if I'm parodying something I don't like, it, I, maybe I'm a little more mean spirited, I suppose. <laughs> the yeah. gloves are off. I yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's uh, that's 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 almost sad to hear. I like to think <laughs> everyone is treated fairly in parody, but we are a human culture. I get that. <laughs> well, I mean, um, there's my work, and then there's you know the work I have to do for other people. Like you know, I mean. <laughs> Yeah. So, so on johnnysampson.com, we might see some more mean-spirited stuff. <laughs> Everybody, go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me ask you because now I love the monster, uh, the guys, of course, and I hate to play favorites in serial mascottery, but if if you just had your pick, who would you uh, do? I mean, the monsters, of course, are a group, so it makes it easier as an ensemble to do like a behind the music thing. But if you if if they said you can do any General Mills, uh, you know, a licensed little video, uh, any style you want, who would you do? Uh, I I guess I can go first. Uh, You know, I mean, I like Booberry a lot. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I like, I just in general like ghosts and I like ghost characters. I think they're fun. And essentially what we're doing is, you know, it's a, it's a, a dead person telling us to eat <laughs> cereal that looks like them. So, I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of interesting things that we could play with there. Um, you know, because a ghost is, I mean, he's really dead. I mean, I guess he's technically undead, but like, you know, for, 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 you know, Chocula, Booberry, they feel a little more, you know, it's like a vampire, a Frankenstein. They, they, I don't know. They're, there's, they're, they're fun. They're really fun. But Booberry, I'd like to kind of know what, what makes Booberry tick. I'm not exactly sure. There seems, <laughs> I, I spot a sadness in Booberry. Like there's, maybe it's the uh, the half-lidded eyes. Nice. There's, I feel like there's a sadness there. I, I can't put my finger on it. But if I was, you know, if there was a choice of one to explore, I, I feel like I'd like to explore Booberry. Wow, that's. <laughs> That's just a very occurs, thoughtful answer. I'm sorry. Just occurs to me that um, maybe Booberry died from eating too much sugar, like from diabetes. <laughs> and this, this is his uh, redemption is he's got to go sell Wait, it. his redemption is he's trying to kill other kids? That yeah. Right? That's how he gets it. Uh, well, whatever. Out of hell, into heaven. What I mean, 
Dot, dot. What are you guys working? You're the professional. <laughs> right. I mean, quickly, I would say Frankenberry just because he's the most fun to draw. Like, and yeah. the easier he's more dimensional. Where like Count Chocula and especially well, Fruit Brute. Like, eh, they were it, they have a lot of parts and pieces that just yeah. seem like they're just stuck on. Especially Count. And I mean, I love Count Chocula, but uh, I mean, I love uh, drawing Frankenberry. It's just so voluminous and right. you know so i'm just thinking of it in you know as a in a drawing capacity but to your point though frankenberry's made of i mean he's a frankenstein so he's made up of dead body parts right so yeah, I mean, yeah that's true i mean i guess everyone but fruit brute is actually undead yeah everyone i mean that that'd but be an interesting thing to explore i wonder if they're mad at him i wonder if they are resentful because he's the only one that actually <laughs> has life <laughs> and presumably he's out there living most of his life just as a person waiting for a full moon or a milky whatever I, sets him off johnny have we ever seen fruit fruit as a human i was just gonna say that i think that's that could be a, like a cartoon challenge yeah like, what what does fruit fruit look like when he's that know, would be not really a werewolf I would he like just, to see he that. just wakes up with those colorful overalls all torn up. <laughs> did I do it? Did I do it again? Just in a pool of milk. <laughs> also, you know, can we make it so that p- parts of Frankenberry, maybe his hand or his arm or something, is part of Boo Berry's former body? And that's why he's always following him around. That's why he's so attached to him. It, 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 it writes itself. Subplot. Totally. Sub- and who's been some lore in here? Who bit Fruit Brute? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Is there, there has to be a master like, Fruit Brute out there. Fruit Brute werewolf community. Yeah. And, <laughs> and is he a werewolf that just focuses on fruit cereal? Or are there a whole sect of werewolves that that's their, pre, their, their preoccupation? Yeah. See, I feel like they that's why they abandoned this character. They could not sort these threads <laughs> He's out. He's the least defined. I think he More was of a oh, so the most re I, I have my cheat sheet right yeah, here. Yeah, I had it written down. Too. Yummy Mummy was the last one to join that to be introduced. And that was in 88. And it was that. So that's a full uh, 17 years after Count Chocula was introduced. Yeah. So it was Count Chocula. Booberry was a year later in 72. Fruit Brute was 74. So Fruit Brute's been around for a while. And then in 88, Yummy Mummy uh, was debut. And Yummy M- Mummy uh, is arguably the weakest of the monsters, right? I mean, I, most people I tell, they don't even know there is such a thing as Yummy Mummy. I honestly, I, right. it must have come and gone in 88 without me noticing Mm. I think I was much older before someone said. No, I heard another. a rumor, Johnny. Do you know this? I heard a rumor that there was a like a fifth that was a sea monster. Ooh, yeah, I don't know about but that. But I, I, and I found a a, a, a a cereal box picture, but it looked like it could have been faked. Hmm. But I, I no heard. So if any anyone that that listens to this podcast can confirm write write us uh, through the website because i want to find out if there was a sea monster uh, monster cereal Ooh, but i mean it sounds like they are trying to keep it hidden if they it, didn't I, want it, it in, the, in the documentary <laughs> scrubbed from the internet general so you're this documentary the the gangs all together already we don't delve into the back history we deal in not not so much how they got together but why they're breaking up I don't. Yeah, I don't think they. Um, you know, I, I feel like to the filmmakers, 
you know, the the faux filmmakers that made this documentary, it would be like saying, like, how did the Beatles get together? Like, everybody knows. We know the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it is, I mean, honestly, it is one of those, there's a point when I think they say, like, um, oh, what is, you know, why uh, why are you getting together to do the Monster Match? And they say, like, because it's the mash. Really? Seriously? (laughs) You know, it's just like, it's so obvious. Monster Match is the mash. Like, we all know the mash, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Idiot. You know, like, you know, is, is Let It Be a good song? Uh, yeah. Put it on yeah, yeah. So that's so kind of you take for granted. We don't need to see the Waynes go down that alley one yes. more time, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> we know what waits. Yeah. Well, plus, Yummy Mummy must be, you know, thousands of years old. Right. You know, Chocula, I'm guessing maybe 800 years old. <laughs> At what point do they, would they naturally get together? It's a hard thing to parse. Johnny had to draw a a a um one of the first known artifacts of Count Chocula. What era, I think it was like a etching you did. Yeah, what, I think it was a kind of Victorian era. Yeah, where he was uh, oh the serving the yeah. Count Chocula cereal to uh, some dandies. Victorian Chocula. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. some dandies. So there our theory go. is that he probably became Count Chocula in the Victorian era. That's our history. Yeah. It sounds good. Very what we do in shadows. Uh, yes. Yes, yes. We thought it'd be funny if, like, because I think that may have been around when they were inventing cereal, right? Was that like, like, Road to Wellness? Have you ever seen that movie when they like it? Because <laughs> I was, they, I was they trying to pull yeah, the yeah, cornflakes yeah. or like impotence or something. So <laughs> I kind of like the idea of folding Count Chocula into that history of cereal as if he was early in the uh, proponents of cereal to like other uh, Victorian era people. Yes, before being bit, he was a mild-mannered uh, serial <laughs> entrepreneur, <laughs> exactly. moving a factory to the new world. Because exactly. what's just a better cure? Just trying to lower cholesterol. That would be great. <laughs> oh, that is good. Um, and I assume you can't tell us what project you're doing next for General Mills, but won't you anyway? Uh, you. you uh, uh... What can I say? Uh, you will see. I don't think even Johnny knows about this one. You may see a character from a monster serial appear in a mega celebrity's Instagram feed in days to come. That's all I'll say. That's all you'll say. All right. That's, that's the tease. Yes. All right. That's a lot. And, you know, this probably isn't going to come out till right before Halloween. So it may have already happened by then. Right. Let's hope. And if it hasn't, it sounds like the bottom just fell out of this thing anyway. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, Johnny and I are working on another project together. I think we literally have our kickoff tomorrow, uh, Uh, which is another top secret project that may or may not be related to uh, Fleischer Studios. Ooh, Ooh, it's a pretty big name drop right there. Yes. All right. Well, it sounds like you guys have your plates and bowls pretty full. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, we were happy to like, again. It was a it, like to be like serious. Like it's like it was an honor to like work on this. You know what I mean? Like that to get a call from General Mills is like a big deal. You know, because like I, I you know spend so much time like thinking about these cartoons and parodying them. So to actually get to work on the actual thing, really, it was a real treat and it was a real honor. Yeah, I felt the same way, and uh, I I loved these cereals as a kid, but my parents would never, my mom would never buy it. You know, we mm. we, we we had like, you know, grape nuts and you wow. know, bran flakes and wow. you know, wheat checks and all that kind of stuff. So you I would didn't go to eat my, sugary cereal? No, because I would go 
totally nuts. <laughs> and so I would just pick out on it. I binge on it when I went to my friend's house and, uh, you know, spent the night there. But uh, yeah, so now and then I'm an adult, I buy it whenever I can because it's only seasonal, right? I don't think they do Count Chocula and um, Frankberry or Booberry. Only, it's, they only do it in the fall. And I, and I right. j- just found out that Target has Monster Mash, so I'm going to go and get some. Yeah. The, I, well, it's like, yeah, I couldn't find any, so I just mixed Count Chocula and Frankberry together, and I think it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite sugary cereal, Johnny? Uh, like, once you got to try it, what well, blew your mind? It was and remains Lucky Charms. Wow. Yeah. I would have to go Captain Crunch Crunch Berries. That really? was like a big deal for me when I was a kid. Yeah, but it felt like you burnt your mouth on pizza after eating it. You know, like your mouth. Yeah. Was it's true. It was yeah. only handle harsh. two bowls tops. Yeah. yeah, but Captain Crunch, <laughs> not into, but Captain Crunch Crunch Berries, those Crunch Berries took oh, it yeah. another level. What sort of a Philistine eats them without the crunch berries? Hey, you know, uh, my wife will not eat Pop-Tarts with frosting. She likes it better without the frosting, and I think that's a completely psychopathic opinion to have. I didn't know they, they offered make them without they frosting. They do. They make frostingless uh, Pop-Tarts, 100%. And they do sell you have them to drive places? to, like, Amish country to buy them? <laughs> <laughs> Is that in the uh, generic section of the No. Yeah. Actual yeah. Pop-Tarts have them without frosting. It's very true, and uh, it's completely insane. It's almost destroyed our marriage, to be honest. That's a parody. I'm sure there's other reasons you love her. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like a pretty big hurdle. Very true. Very true. Well, uh, well, well, we won't keep you much longer, uh, especially because I know you've got to get back to work. Thank you so much for making this. Uh, Every every year on on the show here on Saturday Morning Serial, we do a little uh, 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 monster uh, GM monsters parody ourselves and. Ours is never going to rise to this level. Oh. So uh, I'm glad that. we talked about it, and we will have a link in our description. But awesome. uh, I mean, we do I, call uh, it I'm Monster Push Theater. That's something. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's something. <laughs> we, came, we got that quick, Jimmy. Trademark it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love, I love talking to you guys. I, I, I love talking about uh, cartoons and cereal and all this stuff. I could do it forever. So I appreciate you having us on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, guys. Before, before we let you go, real quick, what when you're eating that cereal on Saturday yeah. morning, uh, what was your favorite cartoons to watch on Saturday? Mm. Well, that's or, a, or that's, a, that's an hour long conversation. Yeah. Johnny, I mean, what do you what do you I was, got? I mean, the first thing that popped in was Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, but, uh, Ooh, good. Um, good. I mean, that's not a cartoon, but um, absolutely counts. Okay, um, I, I I actually enjoyed the Looney Tunes show that because it was like three hours of Looney Tunes, you know, and it was. <laughs> I don't know. It was just nice background noise and, you know, yeah. probably I, eating brand flakes. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, cartoon violence. I like them all. Obviously, they've all sort of made me who I am. I, it's tough. Like, I mean, everything from, you know, when I was really little, you know, Sesame Street and, and uh, you know, like Sid, anything Sid and Marty Croft was a big deal for me. Uh, but then, like, you know, I also was a child of the 80s. So, you know, anything from Smurfs to He-Man to uh, Transformers, uh, I was watching all that stuff on Saturday mornings. I also that was in a weird period because I was in the 80s to where we were the first generation where video games became a thing. And mm-hmm. there was like a lot of my childhood was them. They started turning video games into cartoons. So there was all these like really weird 
like Atari and Nintendo. There was like a there was a, a Donkey Kong Jr. show. There was right. a Pac-Man show. Zelda show. Uh, Zelda show. So there's always like oddball. I'm always more interested in the ones that like everyone's forgotten, you know, because there was just a, a lot of strange uh, shows like that 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 were interesting to watch on Saturday as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Lou Albano is Super Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was the live action one, right? Where they yeah. had a little live, where they were like in a in a real like basement, and it was <laughs> Lou Albano. <laughs> yeah. they, they just did the bumpers for the cartoon, I think. Yeah. Right? right, that's right. I that's knew. what it was. Yeah, well, it seemed sure. like they had a little Mario trouble Brothers. keeping Lou on track, as I recall. It was. Uh, yeah, well, he had all those rubber those bands lives. in his face. Those rubber bands <laughs> yeah. were a little too tight, and he he couldn't get, stay on book. all right well thank you guys so much uh aaron johnny i really i would love to talk to you guys again very soon um and whenever you outdo us at at our own gig we'd love to have you on the show awesome we'd love to be back yeah happy halloween everybody Happy Halloween. Halloween. Happy monster season, everyone. I get a charge for my delicious strawberry-flavored cereal, Frankenberry. Here's a switch. My ghostly good blueberry with blueberry-flavored marshmallows to spark a breakfast. I love Frankenberry strawberry-flavored marshmallows. You turn me off, Frankenberry. Triple Betty Boo. I'm in the dark. Me too. You can enjoy this nutritious breakfast with blueberry. Frankenberry. Ooh, I mean, just in my head, I feel like what that probably looked like was Frankenberry attacking Booberry with electric monster magic, <laughs> and Booberry fighting back with I don't know ectoplasm. What did he? What, what was well, he using? Uh, look, so I wasn't watching it either, but uh, you know, F- Frankenberry was created from electricity from lightning that regenerated. Oh, yeah, yeah I get it. Yeah. That part tracks. I'm yeah. totally okay. with it. I'm just wondering what that the Booberry was using to fight back with, because it sounded like a pretty violent uh, commercial. Well, what I remember from this particular commercial, again, not having watched it, only having listened to it, but th- that it was kind of building up to some like greater series of commercials because you would have like, uh, <laughs> you, you had this like, kind of like, and then it would like bring up the Frankenberry box and then, and then it would bring up the Blueberry box. But there was like, Space in the middle for more boxes. Well, of course. It's because they were part of the original MCU monster <laughs> serials <The MSU>. universe. <laughs> uh, which, of course, was fleshed out and has come to fruition, I guess, yet again. But all in one box, which is just a stoner, insane thing to do. I know. Uh, so anyway, this is the last plug for Monster Mash cereal. Go out to not just Target, but also all the cheap discount grocery stores, too, at least. Maybe. I think it's in Walmarts. I think it's in every grocery store now. I mean, just go look, you know, uh, Check go out your there. local it's- grocer. It's Frankenberry season, everybody. Go out there and pick your Frankenberries from that, out in the wild. You go. That's right. That's right. So go and get it. Uh, and of course, you just heard our interview with very good friend uh, Aaron Augenblick mm-hmm. and our first time guest. But hopefully, we'll talk to him again, mm-hmm. Johnny Sampson. Uh, beyond that, though, I'm still pretty pissed that they just basically did our thing this year. Yeah, they kind of did. I mean, but it's really good. Well, they're they've been fans of the show for a while, so right. I think it was, hey, inev- it was maybe maybe we influenced. And them. that is the one reason I'm not driving to their house right now. <laughs> and I will go ahead and try to let this go, but I, I'm done talking about it. 
Fine. As a matter of fact, so that we don't ruin the rest of the show, let's switch gears here. Mm -hmm. All right? Let's go ahead and basically restart it. Let's talk about something else. Let's get to the big, the big money. The big money. (laughs) Big money, baby. Uh, Which we're referring to uh, the new DC, well, new is a little bit. They came out. Uh, like over the summer, but the long Halloween. Well, there was a animated it, um, feature. It, it's, two-parter. It's a two-parter, and yes, the you know both of the parts have been released, but it happens to be called the long Halloween. Yeah. So we were going to do a show about it in like what July, August. No. Uh, it was closer to to September, right? Sure. Well, yeah. well, well this has got to be October by now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, hopefully this is coming out <laughs> just before November with mm-hmm. a little bit of luck. Listen, yeah. taste that, taste the yeah. November. Yeah. So anyway, we said, hey, let's just wait for it. Frank and Barry season's around the corner, mm-hmm. and here it is. So the long Halloween two parter. It's like, oh, I was going to say four hours of movie, but it, with they're about ninety minutes apiece. Yeah. Correct. It's so about you three get hours. Yeah. solid three hours, mm-hmm. uh, and it's all based on uh, some kind of a comic book or some shit. Yeah. Jimmy, I, I feel like you're the guy to talk to about this. Well, it was a comic book series. <laughs> you're the guy. <laughs> Come on now, Jimmy. It's a comic book series from the 96. This is a little before the turn of the century now. And, uh, <laughs> oh, in the 1900s. By, right. Gotcha. Correct. Written by Jeff Loeb, illustrated by Tim Sale, and really... Is a huge part now. It is a huge part of Batman lore that he f- fought all these baddies at once, and they based a lot of uh, Christopher Nolan based a lot of the Dark Knight on this the, story yeah. as far right, as stealing well. the money and stuff like that that happened in part one of this animated feature. If you've seen it, retro spoiler warning: we might discuss some plot details. Well, Nothing and big. how much of the recent the Batman? Is influenced by the Long Halloween. Uh, that remains to be seen. I haven't seen as of this recording. I haven't seen the Batman. Well, none of us have. But right. Uh, so uh, is there any, we we is, still want an answer, though, Jimmy. Hard yeah. to say. I'll yeah. say ten percent. Yeah, okay. <laughs> could be more. Could be more. In my professional opinion, could be more. <laughs> well, could I think uh, that's why we keep a Batman expert on could staff. Could be less. I think it's actually just worth pointing out that a lot of Batman since the Jeff Loeb Tim Sale. Uh, long Halloween comic, a lot of Batman has been influenced by this particular series because well, it's 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 so it's so rich in like the Batman lore and how it just kind of um, this, it kind of it it kind of matures it right it kind of it kind of advances it it's it's very violent it's very gory it's, well, it's this, taking its this notes is, more this from is the, the Harvey Dent that you that is generally known and, yes right right that's yeah. gotten thrown acid on him uh-huh. and comes back and fights for his wife. And, and this, so this is his story. This story is the one that kind of sets the tone for Harvey Dent going forward forever. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we say forever now, uh, well, two as generations of, as of from this now, recording, forever. there'll be a space podcast where they're talking about some new iteration <laughs> of two face yeah. probably. And, uh, but this, this is, you're saying this is the template for our generations. Right. Two-Face. Harvey Dent. As as well as uh, Batman, like this defines helps defines Batman because this is the one case in the at least in the comic you uh, no spoilers for the movie uh, at least in the comic this is the one case he doesn't solve ends up it's unsolvable spoil mild spoiler for the comic only not for the movie right yeah. thirteen issues and it, it really is 
is a defining storyline in Batman lore. So yeah. finally, about 25 years later, it gets the DC... Uh, DC, Warner DCU Brothers, Home animated, Entertainment. animated, mm-hmm. which, which we've talked about, the difference between that and you know the Snyderverse, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, this is where they're actually... They're making a lot more money than people realize, I think, off of the, all these animated films. And they are quality, and they're getting amazing talent for the voices. And you, Jimmy, uh, uh, you, because you also write for Bleeding Cool. Mm-hmm. You I don't know it, if people, some people know that. Some people call it writing, but, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you also, also for, for your job with Bleeding Cool, you log hours and hours of actual interviews with actual stars, and I know you had a whole slate of them. Uh, and luckily, you are giving us permission to listen to your interview with uh, MCU's Polka Dot Man. No, no. DCU's. I mean, Start DCU's. Over, yes. Yes. DCU's. <laughs> the Suicide Squads. The Suicide Squads. Yeah, the I mean, Dark Knight Returns. He's in that too. He's, he's also in, in the Dark Knight Returns, actually. Oh, no, uh, right. he's in the. He, he's in the. Not Dark, in the Dark Knight Returns. He's, he's in the, the Dark Knight. The Dark he's Knight. in the Dark Knight. Yeah, Joker, yes, Hench- Joker yep. Goon, I think, yeah, is his yeah. title. The almost completely uh, silent, crazy-looking one with the scar yep. has a couple lines at the end. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm talking about our guest, David Dasmalchian, not the Joker. Yep, David it applies Dasmalchian. to both. Yep. Uh, and then he was also in uh, just recently the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, not the not that airs thing. Correct. Stole the movie. Stole, Stole the, movie. the movie. He as Polka Dot Man. As Have we said Polka that? Man. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. Uh, I mean, and then Weasel stole it back. There's a there's a lot. We we're not talking about that movie right now. I hope. circle that, Dan. Yeah. Uh, uh, we could talk about that movie because it was good. It was good. Do you want to talk about that, it? Anybody stay on about target. Well, that's, okay. that's right. one reason we're talking to him because he's also in the MCU. Uh-huh. I feel like that's worth mentioning enough. He is. Uh, he's a rising star. Jimmy, you got to talk to him. We're gonna t- we're gonna hear all of that in just a minute. Uh, but who are some of the other people who are in this? Not just that you got to talk to, but that we can hear. Oh, great googly moogly, Dan! I talked to <laughs> Josh Jamel, who was played Harvey Dent. I talked to Troy Baker, who played the Joker. I talked to David Desmalchin, as we're gonna hear. He played Calendar Man. I also talked to Julie Nathan Nathanson. Easy for me to say. She was Gilda Dent. Big linchpin of the story. Awesome role. Jack Quaid was awesome in it. Role. Oh, I didn't get to talk I to like him. Nathan Juliuson. Fred Tadascori. Oh, I talked to big, him. He plays Solomon Grundy in this. Actor, uh-huh. yeah. And then I talked to Tim Sheridan, who wrote it. Uh-huh. I talked to Butch Lukic. 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 Who is the super producer and turning this into his own kind of universe, I think. All these uh-huh. stories are uh, what I'm desperately trying to brand as the Lukic Lukic first. Easy for me to. <laughs> if sure? I could say it, it would be easier. <laughs> I don't think it's going to catch on. Go, go. <laughs> Swing for the fence, kid. But yeah, so I talked to all those cats. And, about and this movie. Uh, and anyone can go on, uh, onto Bleeding the cool. interwebs at bleedingcoolhotdamn. Backslash The Long Halloween. But we have. Right. Yeah. But yeah, risking a court injunction, I say Magic Interview Machine. Why don't you give us a taste of what he does over there? Uh, what, is, what is up with Jimmy the Gent and David Dast Malchion? Let's find out. Hello, hello, hello. This is Jimmy. All right, David. We're buttoning this uh, this two hour run with 
with uh, Jimmy, who always has fun questions, especially when he gets to the end of them. Wait, just wait. So, Jimmy, say hi to David. <laughs> David, Jimmy, you guys chat away. You got ten. Thanks, minutes. thanks for the extra pressure, Gary. I appreciate it. Uh, David, how, <laughs> don't let me down. Jimmy. <laughs> how are you doing today, David? <clears throat> oh, I'm great, man. I'm um, I'm in Berlin. It's about. Uh, the end of a very long, beautiful week here, and I am um, excited to be talking about this movie, man. I think it, I'm so proud of it, and I'm so proud that I get to be a part of it, and that I get to bring Julian Day, you know, to life. is um, It's a surreal, beautiful moment for me. This this whole summer is 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 kind of just a really big uh, moment um, in my career as a as a lifelong comic collector and and as someone who's dreamed of doing these things so um i'm really excited to talk about the movie yeah yeah so am i <clears throat> excuse me the long batman the long halloween um you're kind of known for playing some pretty deep bench characters right a joker's henchman um curtain ant-man isn't really that deep bench but abracadabra on the flash uh coming up polka dot man suicide yeah. squad now the voice like you said julian day calendar man uh, do you seek out comic related characters as a fan or do they kind of naturally find themselves to you because the- I think on a subconscious level, I have to because I can't explain why I've been so blessed to be able to bring so many incredible comic book characters to life and why I've been able to be a part of so many incredible comic book adaptations. Like it's it's surreal to me that I've been able to do so many of these things professionally when I've spent my entire life dreaming about them. So as anyone knows who's tried to navigate an acting career in Hollywood, we're at the mercy of just auditions and opportunities. So I can't say that I have steered or guide my, guided my you know, uh, work consciously towards being able to do this. Now, do I spend most of my free time embroiled in the magic of reading comics and enjoying comic culture and uh, animated films and films and live action adaptations. Absolutely. Does that maybe help guide or shape the way that I, my inclinations lead uh, undoubtedly, but at the same time, I, I just feel like I hit the lottery so many times that it's incalculable, you know, how I've, how the, these odds that I've gotten to be a part of so many fantastic adaptations of comic book, you know, worlds and characters to, to, to these kinds of projects. And now the long Halloween, one of the greatest comic runs in the Batman, you know, canon. And I get to be the fucking calendar man, like <laughs> mind blowing that I get to, to do this. Let me, um, I thought I wanted to ask real quick. You might have a little insight on that before we get too deep into the long Halloween uh, where do you think the Joker and supervillains in general get their henchmen from? Is there like a service, a temp service or a union? Or... <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's like central casting. No, <laughs> I think it depends on it depends on the the, the villain or the character, if you will. Um, for the Joker, you know, people who who would be enlisted to work with the Joker. Um, uh, everything is chaos and the master manipulator that the clown prince is the way in which he gets people to do his bidding is, you know, it's like, you don't go work for the Joker because of the, you know, the pension and healthcare, <laughs> you, you, you're not going to make it through that. No one survives being a henchman for the Joker. So why would anyone enlist in doing that? And I think that his hypnotic power over, 
you know, those who work under him is 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 something that is um, terrifying. I think that there are straight up businessmen who rule with an iron fist. I mean, you can you can you can think about uh, like a Victor Von Doom or someone who's, you know, had to enlist, you know, soldiers and scientists to do his work or, you know, um, you think of a kingpin and, and that kind of power. You think of the villains in, in this film that 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 we're talking about today. I mean, uh, Maroney's men are just mobsters, right? But mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times the, the villain, um, you know, employs them with the lure of, you know, riches, wealth, uh, power. Um, but sometimes it's a much more nefarious um, thing, but not Julian. Julian works alone, and right. Julian sits alone in his little cell, um, counting the days. You are—I know you're a huge comic book fan, comics in general—and I can hear the passion when you talk about it. So I know that you are familiar with the source material, as most most people would be. Uh, where would you rank uh, the Long Halloween as far as Batman and DC comic stories go? Oh, it's absolutely at the top. I think that um, I think that the Long Halloween, the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Returns, the Death in the Family, you know, um, Killing Joke. Those are the those that that's like that's like canon. That's iconic, and the Long Halloween is so important to the way in which you know Loeb and Sale did something that. Uh, pull back yet another layer of the twisted psychology of Bruce Wayne and the Batman, but also what Gotham is and all of the, you know, the characters who inhabit this really sad and damaged place and why it's such a haven for individuals, um, even on the, the, the right and, and the right side, if you will, of the law. Mm-hmm. As we find out, as we you know go down this 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 dark rabbit hole that is the mystery he's trying to uh, unravel around the long Halloween and who, who's good, who's bad, what is good, what is bad, what 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 is this all about? Um, they really wrestled with all of that really complex, dark, gritty, and twisted stuff, and they they told this story, and I think it changed uh, Batman forever. Uh, sure. And I don't think there's a single writer or creator of Batman comics or film that doesn't go, oh, yeah, uh, Long Halloween was a turning point. Um, even Christopher Nolan acknowledges the importance the Long Halloween had on his creation of The Dark Knight. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, so as such a big fan, and there's a lot of bit talk about how uh, your version of The Long Halloween, it's kind of its own uh, separate version and lives in its own universe and its its own story. So I'm kind of anticipating some minor or up to major changes in the story. I do want to know as a fan, uh, from reading the script, now it's completed. Do you think this lands as the long Halloween? Is it as effective as the original? Absolutely. It's so true to the spirit of the original and what Tim Sheridan, who wrote and adapted, you know, the screenplay from the original story um, has done is because you only have, a, a, a limited amount of time to tell the story in this, in this, in this, um, in this form, right? So mm-hmm. in films, you have X amount of minutes that you're allowed to, to tell the story. And 
in the way that each of the characters lines and the way the dialogue and then ultimately some of the action is, you know, portrayed in this, um, it's, it absolutely is, is true to that experience that I had the first time I read the long Halloween. And then, cause I have gotten to see the film and then I saw the way the art is, comes to life right. and I get to hear all of these incredible actors voices and this incredible music and soundscape that they created and produced for this thing and I am terrified of course because I know what it feels like to love something so much and then to go see an adaptation of it so I'm terrified naturally that the fans of the long Halloween what are they going to think of my calendar man what are they going to think of the way that I've interpreted Julian and I, I hope that they enjoy it, but I, I really truly believe they're going to love the film and um, just what, what is captured here. I think it's very special. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I agree. At least part one uh, out of the park, buddy. Um, your calendar man. Uh, so you're Thank from you. Kansas. That's awesome. You, your yes. characters are kind of known for their accents a lot of times, but in Julian day, he's very, dry very flat i want to know uh did you bring a lot of these ideas to the booth did wells gleason help you find the voice for that at all standard american you know yeah julian day standard american dialect it was about uh acknowledging that his physical presence and strength and uh intimidation um is one thing and the voice and the way that it conveys all the ideas and the um you know, the, what's going on psychologically with him. Um, I came with a very strong idea that I wanted Julian to almost feel like a psychiatrist, psychologist talking to his patient when he's dealing with Batman, but in a, in a way that could really slip into his ear and, and start to, you know, uh, fuck with him for <laughs> lack of a better verb. And Wes was so awesome. The whole team, I mean, everybody was so fantastic. But when I got in there, just the, the, the great direction I was given about ways in which, you know, exploring the, the tenor of the voice and the, the softer, more quiet moments um, and allowing a lot of power to, to slip through, even in very softly uttered, you know, lines and phrases. And um, they were yeah, I, I'm so grateful for Wes Gleason, man. I I've dreamed about doing this kind of thing for ages, and it's been just, a it's been know, a while. I, uh, three years in the making, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, and I've been so excited for people to get to see this, and now it's finally happening. Right, it's hard to keep a secret. Uh, can you tease part two a little bit? What can we? So, um, you know, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna finish this film just dying to get to see the rest of the film and i mean yeah. hear the rest of the story and for those of you who i'm sure most of the people who watch this are going to already have a familiarity with batman the long halloween i promise you when each of the different performances comes through and you get to see the art and the way that these 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 scenes uh leap from the pages of the classic comic now into this vibrant uh film you're going to be you're going to be really thrilled. So I think, um, I think that, you know, I, I, I look forward to having people once both, both parts are released, viewing them together. And I hope we can all have some big viewing parties, if not in person, at least through online together. That would be really fun. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for it. You did a great job in part one. 
Uh, on my way out the door, I want to say I'm looking forward to uh, Polka Dot Man and Suicide Squad. I'm looking forward to the What If series coming up you got going on. Um, and yeah. whatever whatever else you got in the future. But um, on my way out the door, awesome. I want to ask you about in your childhood. Uh, we used to I used to get up early to watch cartoons on Saturday morning and pour myself a big bowl of cereal to enjoy my favorite cartoon. So uh, Davis Desmelchin, I'm wondering, <laughs> what is your favorite bowl of Saturday morning cereal? Cow Chocula, unquestionably. Bass. Yes, great call. Uh, get the nice uh, soupy after after drink. Oh yeah, you gotta yeah you gotta let it sit there. Even if you even if you rush through the cereal, by the time you're done, it's still chocolate milk when you're done. And then if you if your mom was nice enough that 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 usually it's like August through November that you can get it. Then maybe there's a box of blueberry up there, blueberry up there. And then if you're a really good kid, yeah. you had a box of Frankenberry, and yeah, oh yeah. man, then you were just a geek and freaking sugar rush maniac for the rest of the day. I right. love that stuff. Right. Yeah. A big uh, fruit brute as well. Yeah. Um, hey, thanks for your time, man. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, thanks, David. Dude. Uh, have a good night. I know it's late. Let you go, Gary. Thanks for everything, buddy. And uh, we'll, you thanks, guys. Jimmy. You have a good weekend. Have a great weekend, fellas. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> remember a frankenberry mask that i cut out of a box of frankenberry as a kid i remember like but it was like the whole like the whole face i i do i remember yeah. that yeah i remember that. they were and they were very stiff and yeah. they were like yeah. god you you'd smashed your nose down and you had to <laughs> cut like the eye holes out yep. yourself so you know i think i had pieces of cardboard just constantly getting under my eyelids it was a horrible experience if i remember correctly they were like they were kind of like little, like kind of slits. So you would just kind of cut them and like, well, they, they would had kind of fold like, up a little bit. Uh, what they did, they just had like dotted lines yeah. printed there where you should cut. And if you're a child, <laughs> God help you just cutting out a little tiny slit. And I'm going to say this from experience. Children's scissors. From experience. Cut them before you put them on your little brother's face. Ooh. It's not a good idea to oh. cut the eye holes. Are you talking about your brother, Blind Billy? <laughs> Good old Blind Billy. You talking about one? You talking about one eye Pete? <laughs> so uh, yeah, there you go, Monster yeah, Cereals. Monster Cereals giving you uh, uh, sugar Life highs, masks, uh, joy, songs, uh, a little bit of nutrition. Uh, but never nightmares. Sugar. Thank you, Di- monsters. Also, diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. That's all right. I mean, way to bring the it down. The scariest monster yeah. of all. <laughs> isn't, isn't it really? That's right. Never, never seen one kid dressed as diabetes for Halloween. <laughs> but aren't they all kind of in a way? Ooh, yeah, boy, maybe. yeah. All right. Well, deep. now that we're done sucking the air out of the holiday, <laughs> uh, I know now we're back. Thank you, David Dasmalchian, mm-hmm. and thank Great you, interview. Jimmy oh, the Gent. Thank, thank you, Bleeding Cool. Thank you, Bleeding Cool. Beyond that, thank you, Gary. 
Super oh, and VR. watch this. Watch these movies, by the way. Uh, part one and two. There are rumors that they're going to do like a combined release of both one and two as That's one. That's confirmed. Oh, oh, it's confirmed. Yeah, okay. the Long All Halloween right. Saga by Francis Ford I think they're Coppola. calling it the Extra Long Halloween. The extra long. <laughs> I think that's a joke, but uh, it, they are really making it though, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So there is going to be. So right now you can get uh, the Long Halloween Part One and Part Two in 4K Ultra, Blu-ray, digital. It's all there. It's all available to you. And we just got confirmation from sources close to Jimmy the Gent and Bleeding Cool that they are going to come out with the supercut yes. yes. of One and Two together. And it's going to be a, an 18-hour movie. Is that, yep. is that right? Uh, I don't think it's going to be that long. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, depending at, on <laughs> at most, it could only be about three hours. I think depending, three hours. depending on how many, bathroom, how many bathroom breaks you take and how long they are. <laughs> it's going to be a long movie, but it's a great movie. The animation yeah. is fantastic. It's um, yeah. can, can, um, Voice I, talent I, top-notch, as we discussed. I would love to say just one really cool thing about Please the animation. Do. Please um, I love the kind of the old-school look. Like the, the, like, the cars are, like, old, like, four-deuce cars, like... Um, like everyone's like all the all the guys are wearing suits and ties. Yeah. Like there's like this real kind when of I, gothic, obviously, you know, kind of feel to the animation. Yeah. It's, it's when I talked to the Goodman producer era, yeah. Butch Lukic, uh-huh. he um his name I'm killing, I'm sorry, Butch. But Butch Lukic. Uh, if you're listening. Uh-huh. But he they drew a lot from the art style from the Batman the Animated Series, mm-hmm. as far as hand draw, everything art was deco. art deco, yeah. but everything was uh, uh, physical art. It mm-hmm. wasn't rendered on the computer or anything. So all the backdrops and everything was a, was kind of a mashup between the original comic and Batman the Animated Series. Oh, so I, I think and it and, shows, and, and it totally comes across. There's the firework scene. There's the scene mm-hmm. where uh, Bruce confronts uh, Carmine, mm-hmm. right? And that that to me, that's just. That's Godfather shit. Well, right I, there, so I, I was well, I was just it's about to say evidence that yeah. like DCU is sort of yeah. uh, their animated wing is carving out a yeah. very visual style of their own. And I can say like it's very mature. Like this is not for little kids. Like there is, you know, there. Well, to be fair, there's sections that kind of bored me, and, I, <laughs> and I'm beyond adult. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just... It's the, really it it good, all yeah. paid off, of course. I don't mean that as an editorial comment, but yeah, it is not uh, more bataz. It's a little bataz. Bataz, right? Am bataz. I saying it right, Jimmy? Batman the Animated Series? Bataz. 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 It's really good, and it shows like all the work and all the love and the appreciation of this universe. It's all, it all comes to the page. Uh, or everybody that I talked yeah. to, yeah, that's what they talk yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Uh, is their love for the original, mm-hmm. the, the original story? So that's they awesome, to get it right. Yeah. So, Marky, made, are you giving away a copy of this? Um, I am not. Oh well, oh, damn it! Well, I'm sorry, me, me, I mentioned me, me. it. Do you have a consolation prize? Well, the, the, the only reason why stuff. I'm not giving away a copy is because I'm keeping them. Um, they did send Sorry, me fans. <laughs> Sorry it took you this long into the show to find but out. But I do have something that I'm not going to keep, and it's thanks to our friends over at Paramount Studios. And I think we have what a copy read, and we have an anniversary to celebrate. Jimmy, take it away. Dan, do you like scary movies? <laughs> I do. As a matter of fact, I would say one of my favorite ones is... Ah! Well, it turns out the subversive fan favorite arrived on October 19th this year with an all-new look at the film's impact and legacy. Which film? Scream. Ah! 
Oh, I've been saying it wrong. In celebration of its 25th anniversary and just in time for Halloween, Scream will be ah! released for the first time on 4K Ultra HD and a newly remastered Blu-ray on uh, this past October 19th from Paramount Home Entertainment. Available now. Available. Currently available. 25 years after its theatrical debut, Scream ah! remains wildly entertaining and terrifically <laughs> terrifying cinematic experience directed by everybody fan favorite Wes Craven uh-huh. and written, written by Kevin Williamson <laughs> written by Williamson the film written is a Rittenberg. brilliant deconstruction of the horror genre that pays homage to the conventions of slasher films while upending them with clever twists and witty dialogue I was Ooh. trying to tell you off mic but let's save it for the show that I was just explaining this movie to my son about how they take all the tropes mm-hmm. from slasher movies and make them funny and try to say, hey, these aren't scary anymore, and yet they make it scary. As yes. they're saying, hey, this isn't scary, it's scary, and it gets you, and it's a good scare, and it's and it's probably the freshest horror movie that you've seen since 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> somehow, Take it away, Dan. Somehow uh, they make Matthew Lillard chewing scenery to the point where he's shitting it out right in front of you. <laughs> Not just... Tongue in cheek, funny, but honest to God, scary for yeah, a few minutes. Absolutely, there, was, you know the other thing. Crazy. The other thing that they that they that they do really really back. well. The 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 genre starting to eat its tail. Yeah, and I think it was the first time. It, we you would have to uh, actually research if I'm right or wrong, but it was probably right. in print the first time some movie reviewer used the term meta. Yeah. Because it was the first thing that said, we know what we're doing. How can we do it fresh? I think you're right, Dan. And they found a formula that they then beat to death. But the first time, 20 years ago. Even the second time. Even the third time. Wait, 30 years ago. 50 years ago? 25 years ago. 25 years ago. 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 This is 1996 now. A little before the turn of the century, as as I... Well, look, as a previously um, said, a recent uh, rewatch of the very first Halloween, um, like... I don't even think anybody really gets killed until like 40 minutes in. No. It takes it's a while. It's two scenes. It's at yeah. school. It's a, then, it takes a while. And then it's at night. But Scream, like, has the, like, for one thing, like, its biggest star at the time, Drew, Drew Barrymore. Oh, yeah. The Hollywood It Girl yes. shows up immediately. Immediately. And within moments. Yes. And, and it's just an introductory thing. It's just, it it's just, just like, a setup. Like we call in this a, a cold, Bond movie. A cold open. F- he just shows up on skis, steals a computer chip, flies out on a helicopter. That's what this was. Yes. And it's crazy because like it is such a good scene. Like, this scene should go at the end of the movie. But, it, but how Scream... Scream basically shows you what all the tropes are, shows you what all the convention is, and then it flips it upside down. And then all of a sudden, you're looking at Drew Barrymore. She looks, she's never looked better. She looks amazing. Her acting is freaking on top. The yeah. scene is Not amazing. Not over objectify, but I mean, sure. No, but I'm just talking about her, like, her ability to, like, sell a scene was never better than in this movie. Like yeah. she was, she was it. Like she made it, you know. And she then, was calling back to the Jamie Lee Curtis, exactly. to even uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's mother in uh, uh, Psycho. In, in Psycho, yep. it was all about being that. And then you have the iconic uh, 
kind of creepy voice over the phone. Yep. Do you like scary movies? I know. It's iconic. Boom, and it goes from there. I feel like we're waxing poetic. You're really going to give this away? I'm going to give this away. You're not going to give is, it to me? No, I'm not. I'm not even going to open this one. Um, normally, I open it, and then I take the digital well, it's code. it's too scary. And but, then I um, touch myself with no, it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we are going to give away uh, a 4K Ultra HD 4K Ultra HD and digital. I'm assuming that, you know what they may not even have put a Blu-ray in here because they're like, digital? "Oh, screw this!" If you guys can't, <laughs> it's just one of those empty cardboard boxes sure at Costco <laughs> you get and you bring up to the front. Yeah. Copy read said it. The DVD. Oh, it is in there. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Blu-ray is included. If here. only someone had listened to the copy read. It does sound well, better and, when you um, say it. it even though, better. even though or this thing, this thing does say October 19th, but I do know for a fact that like there was some like delays. And getting any of this stuff out. So uh, whether this stuff is on the shelves and you go looking for it, <laughs> it's going to be there, hard. To... There might actually be a giant uh, yes. tanker so off the coast this of This might Beach. be the only Look way to that you through can the comment section it. later. So, yeah. um, As a matter of fact, Scream might have been the one that uh, tore apart the pipeline. It, yeah. Yeah. Trying to get been. this out on time. Yeah. That was yep. the one. Yep, they were just they were they were just dying to so get this out. So if you're there. in, if you live in LA, as much as anyone else, but worth it. If you're anywhere near the docks and you see those tankers backing up and you, and they have the Scream DVDs, Blu-rays on there, Boom. get some you, for us. That's, that's where you line up. Not the Apple store this time. Uh, and so, any, what Are we giving anything else away? No, we're going to give this away. And, well, how uh, are we doing it? All right. Everybody always asks, how are we going to give it away? How are we going to give it away? Well, it right, seems so like look. a fair question. I've got a real quick question. How how do you win this, Mark? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, Jimmy's making a good point, but what I need to know before we go any further, Mark, what are the rules of the contest for achieving this goal? Okay. A contest, you say? Are you guys done? Because I'm, I'm about no, to tell I, everybody. You know we could uh, well, go on. I, but... I, we need this information, but before you go any further, I don't think there's any point in answering it until you tell us how I can get my hands on this. All right, everybody. Because of the delays... In shipping in this world, there's only one way to get the 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray digital combo 25th anniversary of Scream, and that's by listening to this program right now. And it might also involve driving to Marquis' house later on <laughs> and then, you win, but and, and then we'll what? deal with that later. All right. So anyway, the way that you win this right now is I want you guys to send me an email, and I might even have more than one copy of this, maybe, in my office right now even though you can't get this because of delays and shipping and whatnot it's a horror movie out there when it comes to what you could get <laughs> off of a ship in this country right now but anyway so yes you can win the 25th anniversary 4k ultra hd by just merely sending me an email at saturday morning serial at maddieprradio.com it's a long email but it's going to be worth it what's that email again saturday morning serial at MattyPRadio.com. I didn't catch it. Say it one more time. Saturday morning serial at MattyPRadio.com. And if you just tell me your greatest Halloween story, I will read it on our next episode. Well, I'm going to do you a favor, Marky, and amend the rules right away and say it has to be a three sentence. <laughs> Halloween story, and as if, if you just say Halloween, period, story, period, best, period, you could be in the running for the drawing. How about this? If you send me a picture of your greatest Halloween costume, does that, does that sound better? I, you're the one judging this, buddy. Just send me an email with your name <laughs> on it. You are going to be in 
the running. <laughs> and then uh, you're going to do a drawing, and somebody wins it. And somebody wins it. Okay, that's all we got to say. We're for not legal governed reasons. by any television game show rules here. I could give away this to anybody. That's right. As a matter of fact, in this studio, I've gone to great lengths to make sure that even murder is legal. It's quite legal here. And on that note, I would say either that's about enough of this or maybe we're inspired to still do the Monsterpiece Theater this it's year. But honestly, very unlikely. fucking Augenblick really took the wind out of my sails this it's, time. You know, fuck that Augenblick. How am I, I going to follow that? We can't. All right. He's got an illustrator, a very good one. Mm, we yeah. have none of that. That doesn't, that doesn't come in so much to the podcasting world, though. Well, I know, but I mean, come on. It looked good. All right. Well, either either I mean, right now we're Dan about is, to hear a monster piece theater. Dan has never. And or Jimmy's fired. Dan but hasn't I'd let say, us down before. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> Fair enough. That is still quite patently about enough of it. Well, we'll see. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> Psych. Of course we have a monster piece theater this year. Uh, you know, we found this one in the vaults. You know, everybody's going to see Daniel Craig's last outing as Bond, but a lot of people don't know that many years ago, the monsters almost became the first non-white men to join the franchise. Uh, you know, politics got involved, of course. It didn't didn't come off, but this one trailer still remains of its legacy. Listen up, and happy Halloween, everybody. When the world is the target. 72 hours ago, a secret weapon system was detonated over seven iron. And the threat is real. Decoder ring exists. A radiation surge that makes your cereal soggy. You can still depend on one man. I want you to find... The decoder ring and stop it. The name is Bond, Count Chocula Bond. The world's most famous secret agent is back, and this time 007 is facing the ultimate enemy, the man who knows him best. Hello, Choke. What a pleasant cereal box surprise. 006. What's the matter, Chuck? No crunchy comeback? Now, the entire world is about to be caught in the crossfire. See you in my Frankenstool, James. Oh, Frank, that's disgusting. Killer, the pleasure will be all mine. Ow! Yummy Q, you'll have worse toys than a crackerjack box. Oh, do go up, Chalk. I think you're a sexist, misogynistic dinosaur. A relic of the cold cereal wars. No, Mr. Chalk, I expect you to die. Oh. On November 17th. Rabbit! United Artists brings you, trust me, James Bond. Why can't you be a good cereal and stay soggy? Sorry, old boy, but I'm always crunchy in milk. 